Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. I was just going to ask you, like you said, I think you said your spouse um, had some uh, uh, medical things or something that was helped with uh, mushrooms or whatnot. Um, Yeah, yeah. She um, she has actually been on um, antidepressants for like 20 some years, Um, got put on them a long time ago. You know, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, this will help for a little bit. And then, of course, just no one ever really came up with a plan for her to get off of them you know, 20 some years later, it's, it's not easy to come off of those things. Um, and, uh, so she is actually back on a lower dose of them now. Uh, last year she got to the point where with the microdosing and that, and the microdosing helped a ton as far as, um, helping to subside the side effects of when you're lowering the doses. And, um, but she got to a point where when she did go off of them completely and, she got uh, admittedly kind of antsy towards the end and didn't do the last few weans of, of lowering um, that uh, we probably should have. And she was like, okay, I'm pure willpower. I'm just done, you know, and it seemed to work great for a minute, uh, a week or two or something. And then uh, it all kind of went um, downhill for her real quick with that. And I think just, you know, 20 some years of those you know, uh, it's, uh, affects her, which is, a it's actually an SSNRI. So it affects your norepinephrine and your serotonin, um, reuptake. And so with that, it was just, you know, 20 years of that working in her and then not having it. It just, it kind of set everything kind of haywire. And she went into a real, real deep depression from, from that. And, um, after, you know, a couple months of trying to just like wait it out, basically, it wasn't getting any better. And so she went back on a low dose. And the unfortunate thing at that point was, um, when she first started it, she didn't have any of the side effects of going on it like a lot of people do, but this time she had all of them. So, um, that was like just a, an unfortunate situation. Um, you know, a, a big, big eye opener really to just how powerful a lot of, uh, you know, those pharmaceuticals are, even though we knew it, but you know, they, they really, they get a hold on you sometimes and it's, it, it changes how your whole brain's functioning. And it, it's a, the long, long process to, to, to do that, to get off of them for a lot of people. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, the microdosing, uh, so she is back on a low dose of it, but the microdosing has since helped her, um, again with all of that, even because even when she, you know, even just being on that, uh, like a lot of those medicines do, they, they, they work for a while and then they, they kind of work for a while. Um, you know, and, and maybe for some people they work forever and that's great, but she was, you know, one of the other cases where she would still have some ups and downs, even though it was so to speak working. Um, but, uh, 
the microdosing has helped immensely with that for her as far as, um, you know, kind of keeping everything balanced out and, uh, you know, and a few other friends, honestly, too, that I, I know of that, you know, have gone through some rough times and, and I've, I, I see it more and more just talking to people and, you know, it's one of the things that keeps me going too is cause I just, I, I see people that, you know, one, one microdose, two microdoses even sometimes, or, or for some, you know, a macrodose and it's, it's a life changer for them, like literally life changer. And I, to me, it's absurd to, to try to keep that kind of stuff from anyone. Like it's, it's stuff that we should all have the availability of. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that too. A lot of my friends that I've shared fruits with, um, I'll share them a lot. Most of the time I'll share them a few times and then they're good. I mean, you know, <laughs> so, uh, I like to see that it's, it's, and I think too many people out there, there's still a lot of propaganda and there's still a lot of stigma around where people think that it's kind of like reefer madness where people think you're going to go insane or you take seven hits of acid, you're considered insanity or you can't testify. Right. I mean, there's so much bullshit, but, um, <laughs> it's so far from the truth. You know, it's so far from the truth. Um, you know, and most people aren't ended up using them recreationally. And it seems like the people that do use them recreationally only end up not really enjoying it like they would if they, you know, used it both ways with intent and then maybe with some, some recreation. But, um, when it comes to the business side, you know, this isn't like any area that anybody's navigated, like, what society would deem normal business. I mean, we're all kind of winging it out here when it comes to the genetics and laws and, um, you know, what someone's willing to do, what someone was not willing to do. And, you know, even, I mean, it just, there's a lot of ifs. And so how do you as a, as a, we'll call it, we'll say a business, you know, owner or a business person, how do you navigate this I mean, are you just trying to stay swimming or is, is it, how, how do you navigate this is that? I mean, a lot of it, I, I think personally is, um, you know, uh, morals and ethics, uh, go a long way. And, you know, those are obviously based off of whatever your beliefs are. And for me, I'm, uh, thanks to the mushrooms, thanks to these medicines and, and so much more and so much work and everything too. Um, I, I believe that we're all here to help each other. I, I see the whole world as that. Um, and I know a lot of people think that's like a cliche thing and people just say that, but I promise there's, there's people that actually get there too. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means. And I don't have times where other people irritate me. Like we're all still human at the same time, but to have that general understanding and world and a lot of people individually also. And it, it was for me as well. And that was when I went through, um, uh, basically walking away from my job that I had, I was working in university, uh, cooking, which was, you know, a job wasn't my career choice. Wasn't what I longed and desired to do for the rest of my life. But you know, it, it was paying the bills, but when things went down the way they did and, lots of mandates and, and things like that were being put in place, especially, you know, at, at colleges, campuses, health centers, things like that. Um, and it, it wasn't the route I, I thought was right. It wasn't the route I felt for me was the, the way to go. And 
it, it felt like for me at that point, there was a catalyst that happened. And when I started really pushing kind of not trying to be oppositional necessarily towards anyone or anything, but just being more true to myself and, and what I thought was right and what I felt was right in my heart, it has seemed like I have just, the universe reciprocates and good things happen back and, and, and not living in the fear, not, not falling for that, not, you know, succumbing to it. Things have just continued to, you know, flourish for me. And, you know, uh, no, it didn't go from, you know, working a normal job to being a millionaire or anything like that. But for me, it, it it's, you know, I'm, I'm able to um, provide for my family, um, be at home to homeschool my son and be with my family a hell of a lot more than I was when I was working 45, 50 hours a week to, to barely make those same ends meet. And a lot of times not even as well. And I definitely didn't enjoy it as much. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, uh, have, having that mentality with it, I think for me has been just what has kept me going. And, and of course in this community too, there's, there's, you know, you start doing things different or start, you know, poking your head out above the rest. There's going to be people who try to, you know, do something to hold you down a little bit, or, or maybe just don't like what you're doing or just don't like you. I mean, everyone, you know, there's a lot of people out there on the, the internet, of course, and, you can't please all of them as much as you try, you know, but, uh, um, at the same time, I try not to make enemies of anyone. I've, I, you know, uh, have always tried to be, you know, just because that's just generally who I am anyway. I, I, I believe that we're all here as friends to help each other. And, uh, you know, I try to remember if someone's being shitty, they're probably having a shitty day or someone's probably shitty to them. And that's why it's not because they woke up and were like, Hey, I'm going to go be shitty to this person just because I feel like it. Like it's, you know, it's the way things just happen for people a lot of times. And it, for me, I think it, even though that seems kind of like backwards for a lot of people for business, because people think business, no, you need to have certain principles and this and that, and it should be set in stone. Like I, I think if you let those, those tools guide you, it, it kind of all just makes sense anyway. And you don't necessarily need to, to mandate yourself to certain restrictions or certain, you know, um, policies, so to speak. Um, you just, you do right. And, uh, for me, that's worked out, you know, have, have I had something where I sent out a package and, and maybe a culture, you know, broke or something, or, or it was contaminated. Sure. Like different little things have happened, but I've always made it right with people. And I have had no complaints, you know, from that. Um, so I, I think that is really what, what plays into good business is just being a good person. And I think for a long time that's been separated. And, and it gets tough because money gets involved and people want more money. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, like I said, I think it just goes back to, you know, try to do good, try to, you know, good morals, good ethics. And I think that helps in, in any business, helps navigate it just as well as any other, you know, kind of guidelines you want to give yourself. Do you find that you run into a lot of people wanting uh, a lot of questions answered, like, like kind of being a, a teacher of sorts. I mean, that must be overwhelming at times. I know how many DMS I get. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's quite a bit. Um, I honestly couldn't even, there's somewhere between probably 50 and a hundred, uh, in there, uh, as far as people that are in my messages that I, I talk to and, and kind of coach along the way and stuff. And there's been a handful even who, uh, out and out, uh, offer,
offered to, you know, pay me so that I would be on like, so to speak on call for them to get a hold of. And I, I personally, I don't, I just don't feel comfortable with that. And, and for me, that kind of goes back to the morals and ethics kind of thing, because, um, uh, yes, it's a skill that I took time and I learned and I acquired and I put in the work. And um, if I go teach a class somewhere, you know, I, I take the time out of my day and physically go set something up. Like, sure, some compensation, absolutely. But to just talk to another human being and give them some some pointers and tips and and, and some advice, like, I, I there again, I, I feel like that would be borderline. In my personal feelings, I would feel like I was being greedy trying to take someone's money for something like that. And I feel like I've, as, as much as, <laughs> when I started out, I threw plenty of stuff away. I had plenty <laughs> of, of failed grows and everything. So, I mean, I, I went through my, my bumps and bruises with it, but I, I would much rather help other people avoid that than, um, you know, just make it a monetary thing that, you know, if you want to pay for it, I can help you out. But if not, you know, you got to learn like I did because I, I, that just doesn't feel right to me. So for me, I, I, I do have a lot and I, I think all of them, because I'm, I'm pretty good about getting people back to people within a day, two tops. Um, I, I don't have anyone that has ever been like, you know, you weren't there when I was trying to, you know, figure this out or anything like that. And, you know, everyone seems very, very grateful, honestly, for the help and everything. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what makes it all worth it really, because, you know, as, as much as I could to grow and give mushrooms to people and, and pass them out, even if I wanted to, uh, each each person that learns to grow and do that, um, you know, not only are they cultivating the avail availability, can't talk availability to do that, but also they're cultivating the um, the emotion and the love and the caring that goes into it, and I think that's just as powerful. You know, just that it's, it's giving someone else that availability to, to find that within themselves just through a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ever going to start selling spores? Like swabs? Yeah, sure. I mean, I could. Honestly, when I started doing all of it, no one was asking for them. Um, when I first started, I was buying the boxes of spores or ah. swabs. And uh, I, I would swab 30 fruits. I would, you know, swab all these and everything. And um, and then I, no one wanted them. Like, you know, and uh, everyone would be like, well, do you have a culture? Because, you know, or do you have LC? Because I just, I want to get a grow going. I don't really have the time. And, and, and it is, I mean, if you want to jump in and learn all of it, like, yeah, you, you definitely should learn, you know, running swabs and spore prints and, and learn, you know, every single detail you can. But I know that a lot of people when they're first starting off, it's, it's overwhelming and they just want to get one good grow. And then most of the time too, once they see that good grow and they see those mushrooms come up and they see their success, then they're willing to invest a little more. Then they're willing to put a little more time in because they, they got to the finish line already and they get to see that. Whereas if you just start from square one and just fail, 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 I, you, there's probably a lot of people that would give up at that point. And, you know, that's to me a... a a missed attempt at someone who has the potential to, you know, be a next great grower or cultivator or whatever. Um, but sorry, get back to your question. As far as selling them, um, uh, no one really seemed to want them. So anymore when I swab stuff, I typically do like three sets of swabs for me, for my library and for running stuff. And 
you know, keep it at that because I, I started collecting so many that I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with all these. And, you know, and so time saver, not swabbing <laughs> 50 of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes sense not to swab. I mean, I, I myself have collected way too many, um, <laughs> but I mean, it's good for, I guess if you're going to try to, to cross, you know, I mean, <laughs> uh, So what do you think about, uh, like for new beginners, um, I, I get a lot of them asking me for advice and stuff. And I, sometimes I don't know what to say. Do you, do you have any advice for a beginning cultivator? Any overall general advice that would be helpful for a beginning cultivator, um, that's out there? anything at all? I think the, the best thing is to find someone that you can talk to, like through whatever part of the process you want to do. Um, you know, whether it just be a, another friend who has had some success, or if it's someone who's willing to, you know, a more experienced grower, a vendor, someone who's, who's willing to talk to you. And I get it that obviously not everyone has time to talk to everyone. Um, but I think the the biggest thing is having someone because I feel like no matter what, like a lot of us who are into this are, are people who are, are curious. We're, we're curious by nature. And so we can be given a set of instructions. And when you sit down to do that set of instructions, questions come up. Like you think of other ways, you think of other things. And yeah, it's great to be like, just follow the tech and you'll get it done. And that's true. But it's also better to understand exactly why you're doing those things. And a lot of the times those questions don't come up until you're actually hands-on doing it yourself. And so I think that having someone like that is a, a great, great asset at those times. Um, and if, if not at the very least, someone very trustworthy for genetics, because um, genetics, uh, as much as they shouldn't make that much of a difference, because you would think that as much as people are doing this now, the like the cultures that are coming around should all be of at least pretty decent quality. Uh, it, it seems like a lot of people still end up with some that aren't. <laughs> um, so I, I think having a, you know, a good quality vendor or, or someone that's, that's gifted them to you or, or something is, is a key, key starting point too. And, and also for new people, um, don't, don't try to do too many at once. Don't, you know, uh, I, I, I may not have listened to my own advice when it came to that, but, uh, and, and for some that will work and for a lot, it won't, uh, because if you try to take on too many of them, um, as much as a lot of times I tell people, they all pretty much grow the same and they do, but you want to understand them a little bit more before you try to just grow 20 different varieties and assume they're all going to do the same. Because understanding when you see something and why it's doing that is, you know, uh, I get so many people that, that constantly ask, when do I harvest? When do I harvest? These are albinos. They don't drop spores. When do I harvest? And 95% of the time, I tell them, check the stipe. If it's starting to go soft, pull them. Like, it's the general thing. Like, yeah, you have some varieties out there that... Um, you know, there might be some weird quirk to them or something as far as the timing. But generally, if you follow that, you're going to be pretty solid, you know. And um, But I think, uh, yeah, a lot of that is just having 
and it's it's tough in our community because there is so so much and and I, I feel like there's more reliable and more trustworthy now. Um, I don't know if it's just because I've sectored myself into certain parts of the community. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, just the finding of trustworthy people, you know, is, is I think, the biggest key to, to talk to and to get the genetics. Yeah. And as you know, some genetics can fail pretty bad. Um. I would imagine starting from spore from a beginner wouldn't be the best way either. And then also too, um, what, what's your feeling on buying pre-made stuff versus making your own sub, making your own grain, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Starting from spore for a beginner would definitely be, um, probably tougher, uh, for sure. Um, you know, going the, the agar route or LC even, uh, there again, it, like I said, it just comes back to having, getting quality. But, um, as far as the pre-made stuff, um, I haven't personally really done that. Um, so I know there's good vendors out there. I know plenty of people use good vendors, uh, for sterilized grain, for sterilized substrate or, or pasteurized, depending on, you know, what kind they're doing and everything. But, I haven't personally um, gone that route. So I think for beginners, that is a great route. There again, if you find the right people and you're dealing with the right people getting quality stuff, because the downfall of that is if you get LC from, you know, vendor A, substrate from vendor B, and grain from vendor C, and your grow goes bad, you don't know who screwed what up. So um, for me, that's where I had a tough time doing that. And don't get me wrong, when I was doing all of it myself, I was screwing all three up at first, <laughs> so they were still getting screwed up, but at least I figured out what I was screwing up and, and could problem solve and figure it out, whereas it can be a little tougher if you're dealing with separate people. Now, um, I, I think you know being able to plug into one or two good vendors, even if you find a good vendor of just LC or just a good vendor of substrate. Typically, I feel like a lot of us anymore know someone else we can refer someone to um, as far as someone trustworthy for the other components. Um, but it's still a variable that, you know, you have to deal with at that point. And but there again, if you're doing it yourself and you're still learning, that's a huge variable, too, because you don't know what you're doing. So it's a learning curve. Also, you know, the first couple of times you go to sterilize or uh, whatever your grain and it doesn't turn out right and you're still stuck in that same spot. So I think that, you know, uh, finding these good vendors is, is a, a big key thing. Um, you know, uh, not just the, the genetics, but the, the substrate and the, um, you know, grain and stuff too. And I assume that you do all your own stuff now. I mean, obviously you do, you're doing it at scale. So yeah yeah the the um I, I i actually started um there again like i said i wouldn't necessarily recommend it for everyone but when i started i was i started doing all of it from scratch um my substrate uh my grain i've switched up what grain i use a couple times i started with uh um oats in the very beginning because they're the cheapest and uh you know then uh switched to millet for a while actually switched back to oats for a while so i went back and forth and um, I've been on popcorn for a while now, and that has been the one that uh, has been the most consistent for me. Um, but it's also, 
I actually do prep it. Um, when I was doing the millet and oat before, um, I was doing the no prep and they worked great for me for a while. And, and looking back, I'm thinking that, uh, some of the times I, uh, some of the issues I was having was probably actually with my pressure cooker and, um, some of the gaskets or, um, the sealant rings going bad on some of the different spots. Uh, and, and they're again, trial and error. Um, but, uh, so, but yeah, so I've been doing that myself, uh, the whole time. And, uh, my substrate, I like to do the, with cow manure compost too. And, and just to do it to scale and everything. Yeah. It's just so much more cost efficient to be able to do all that instead of, you know, buying it by the three pound bag or five pound bag from someone else. Cause that would get, um, I've thought about it, but, uh, time versus money, it, it, it just wouldn't balance out for me at this point, maybe eventually or, or something, but just not at this point. So. <laughs> Have you run, now I know you get along with everybody, obviously, but, uh, have you ever run into like other competitors being, you know, overly competitive or having issues in terms of business and stuff? Again, this is an open area, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, like you said, I, I, I feel like I get along with pretty much everyone, but, uh, there was, there was one little period where, um, and I, I've since been blocked on uh, <laughs> online from them, but uh, and and it seemed like a complete um, how to put it uh, a monetary thing, a money thing. But uh, right at the same time that uh, well, in all actuality, the my uh, natal moon that had I'd been working on for uh, about a about a year or so at that point. Um, there was some other people coming out with the Natalensis crosses and uh, there was one person in particular in the community who was uh, deciding that he was going to start testing everyone's crosses. And if he didn't verify it, then it wasn't a cross. And so he came after me pretty hard and, you know, was, you know, bashing me and all that. And uh, then even spread some different stuff about me. It's, it's kind of whatever to me at this point because it's it's been quite a while and you know it it it, it I'll, I'll admit it did get to me a little bit at the time it was going on because I, I do try to be cool with everyone and I tried to be cool with him even too um, numerous times and it was one of those situations where um, at least personally I felt like you know kind of talking to a wall kind of thing where you know you say uh, you know I'm sorry you saw this this way like what can we do and they come back and just start name calling and, and that kind of thing. And it's like, okay, this, this isn't going anywhere. Um, like we have a rational conversation and if not this, like, what's the point? And, you know, um, at that point, uh, he ended up blocking me anyway. And, uh, so that's that, but that I did deal with that. And, and I could tell it was a total, uh, uh, money thing. And, you know, even to that extent, it's just, you know, everyone's doing what they're doing and, and maybe there's more to it. Maybe there isn't. And, you know, uh, like I said, they blocked me. They're, they're off in their own little clique doing their thing. Um, uh, unfortunately, I do have a lot of people come to me from getting genetics from that little clique and are upset because they have lots of trouble with them. Um, that's just something personally I experience a lot. And it, it's it's disheartening to me when I see that because it's, 
I said, I, I try to see the good in everyone, and I, I, I try to see that, and, and I know it's there, but it, it is. It sucks when you just see the same things happening over and over where people are spending money with certain people, get very subpar quality product, and not only that, then get very little response, or if they do get a response, it's not a very, uh, not a good one. And, um, but being that that's the only little area of the community that I've had any issues with, um, I don't consider it very much of an issue personally. So, <laughs> because it's, uh, you know, like I said, they're, they're off in their own little clique. There's, there's different little, um, groups and stuff, and I'm sure they'll continue to do their thing and I'm going to continue to do my thing. And, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that, you know, we'll all be able to keep on doing and it'll all work out. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people out there doing stuff, but there's room for everybody. My only concern is that, yeah, my only concern is that I've been in the cannabis industry, um, doing podcasting and interviewing farms and doing farm tours and, talking about business with them and stuff. And I've seen the changes here in Oregon. I can't speak for other states, but I've seen all the changes here. And online too, even with Instagram, there's been a lot of changes with cannabis. There's been some weird changes with mushrooms and selling and stuff like that online. Uh, I, I would hate to see mushroom community turn into a cannabis 2.0, to be honest. I There's a lot of really corporate and dirty players in the industry anymore um with cannabis not not all because we've got a lot of great local farms we've got a lot of great state farms and stuff like that just you know like cure leaf and select and a lot of other you know companies that are big are just ah. and i don't want to see that happen although in oregon we do have the therapeutic program for for mushrooms and so far, that's only been a, a Silicon Valley option at this point. You know, it's about a $3,500 trip for four to five grams, which I know that's a heavy trip, but $3,500, I don't know, man. Um, what's your, I wanted to, what I was getting to is I wanted to kind of fill you out on what you think the community is heading towards in terms of like, is it going to be another cutthroat community? Do you think, or, or do you think it's going to get as we evolve? I mean, I don't know what Ohio or what your laws are like there for mushrooms or what's coming up. I know it seems like Michigan may be getting a little looser, but, uh, here in Oregon, you know, I don't know, this therapeutic setting is just quite expensive and it's made it to where the people that really do need it aren't going to be able to afford it. Uh, veterans, PTSD, um, you know, people with mental health. We already got a large amount of homeless because of mental health. Uh, they don't have a bunch of money. So what's your thoughts on all that? Yeah, I mean, it, that is, it's it's so unfortunate that, you know, the, the corporate you know, way of things. And like you mentioned in the cannabis industry and how much that's taken over. And, and like you also said, I know there's tons of like local great farmers and, and people that are doing it and, and, uh, even doing it on good size scales, but doing it their own way or, you know, what have you. Um, I, 
with mushrooms, I, I feel like uh, there's a good a good head on like the 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 chunk of the community that's that's doing. Uh, not that I know anyone in particular personally or anything like that, but I feel like it's going in a direction where they've kind of uh, learned, fortunately but unfortunately, from the way that cannabis went and saw how much the corporations came over and you know or came in and took over and um you know basically said well you know you'll be able to get it but you can only get it from us and we're the only ones that can grow it which is still complete bullshit in my opinion because these are plants from the earth and if it comes from the earth then every right there every person has a right to it um but uh so i'm personally like i I know that's an inevitable like there's going to be big money players that come in and set up you know therapeutic sessions for 3500 or whatever it may be and you know for some people i think that's that's an option because they got the money uh plenty of people with the money they like to blow their money i you know whatever (laughs) and and those are probably the same kind of people that may not do that in uh you know a setting where they go down to you know mexico or peru or something like that and and do a a psilocybin or ayahuasca journey or something you know they they may not be the type of people that are comfortable with that they like their their you know so to speak white coat syndrome they like having a doctor they like being in an office and they like being somewhere that's been designated you know as a uh a health facility um so i think for those people go for it um i think for the majority of people like you said and um the, the ones who really most of the time probably need it uh i personally see like some smaller communities um type things popping up um not a whole lot at this point or or maybe more than i know of that i'm just not aware of but of little kind of groups of people who you know have been doing these things for 10 20 years for experience and are starting their own kind of little community healing groups and um you know maybe it's at a a house gathering or something but getting little kind of community gatherings like that together where people can help people more so instead of necessarily needing uh the middleman or aka the corporation you know um to to take control or to you know manipulate that to their <clears throat> liking um and obviously they'll you know be a a learning curve with that too because you know you get some of these people who go out and you know have one journey and then they're like i'm a shaman i'm gonna i'm gonna heal everyone i'm gonna take everyone on journeys and like you just dipped your toes in the water like like please wait like (laughs) you know um and i'm not saying that i'm even you know uh far enough along you know i figure when when and if i am that the time will present itself or the situation will present itself and, and things will work out in due time but um that's that's the way that i believe these these medicines and the, the magic of them works is you know um at, at times i kind of see it like there's a bunch of mushrooms floating around in the sky and you know maybe they just got some little strings and we're all puppets <laughs> you know kind of just a visualization of it but um i i feel like the these organisms just know so much more than us and uh what we may not see coming is maybe exactly what is coming but i i know that the healing needs to happen there's plenty of people like you said man the, the homeless and, and things like that and um you know these these are all people that especially veterans man that's that's so frustrating like i'm i'm not one myself but just as an outsider seeing people that have 
put themselves out there, put their life on the line, you know, put done all that and then to be treated like that from, you know, the government. Um, to me, just another red flag that, you know, don't trust the government, but, um, you know, to each their own. <laughs> but, um, you know, so uh, it's, I think it comes down to just people taking care of people and, and you know, what, what might be, maybe what, you know, some of us that are cultivators now, maybe five, 10 years from now, we've taught enough other people to cultivate. And then we're the ones that can, can help people on some of these journeys and can help organize some of these communities and stuff because we're in tune with the medicine and, and things like that. So, you know, yeah, I mean, knows, I'm down I guess for that. we'll see. Yeah. And, and I'm down for that. I, that's what I try to do. So I, I mean, I try to share my fruits with the people that want uh, some benefit from them and I've seen a ton of it. So, you know, I love doing it. Um, do you offhand know what the laws are like? I mean, I'm sure you know what the laws are like there in Ohio, but I mean, are, do you know the direction they're going as a state? Are you guys starting to look at loosening up some laws or voting maybe in the next couple of years or how's it look over there? Um, I know that they like, it's not, it's not decriminalized or anything, but I know they put it on, um, like just with like, uh, even like, you know, so to speak illegal possession of cannabis, because, you know, if you have it and it's not from the dispensary, it's still illegal. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, it, just like with that, it's on like their very low tier, like type yeah. of thing. Like, so it's not like something they're out necessarily like task force looking for. Um, obviously, you know, you go hang out in front of the police station or at the wrong place and you're saying and doing the wrong thing they're probably under an obligation to also, you know, do their job. So, um, you know, don't be stupid, obviously, but, uh, um, you know, from, from everything that I've heard and, and seen, um, I, I'm trying to actually, uh, I've been talking to just a few people recently after I, uh, had gone to the Ohio mushroom festival and I'm trying to start to connect with more people online as far as getting some stuff like that going and seeing what I can do to help with that as far as getting Ohio moving in that direction, um, as far as the, you know, decriminalization and, um, you know, for, for all of it, cause that's, that's how I believe it should be all the psychedelics. I mean, uh, we, we've known it for years. I mean, scientists, all of them, they, 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 the pharmacologies of these things are nothing like the other substances that they put, you know, on the, the lists and, and stuff like that. They don't show the addictive behavior. If anything, they cure addictive behavior. I mean, they showed that in the fifties, I think with the MDMA and psilocybin things with alcoholism and cigarette smoking. And, um, you know, so it's, 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 it's been a secret for far too damn long in my opinion. <laughs> well, and you know that even Ibogaine, they're using Ibogaine to treat uh, opiate dependency. Yeah. Yeah. That's great so, too. I, mean, I, you know, I haven't, yeah. Yeah. I haven't experienced that myself, but I mean, uh, all of these things, like, I mean, there, there'll probably be more and more that we'll find out about, I feel like in the next, you know, five years or so, who knows? Yeah. Well, we become so disconnected from nature, man. Like we're just so almost become sterile from nature where we got this like, you know, block up. And it's like, if it's not a chemical that we've made, it's just, you know, and every time we reconnect to a plant or a fungus or whatever it is in nature, it's like, all of a sudden we get healthier, we're happier. And it's like, huh? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, there's something to this. Uh, 
I know. And like you said, I've often wondered how friggin' smart the fungus is because I've grown a lot of cannabis and it does respond and it is its own thing and it's its own nature and beast and, and plant. But man, it's almost like mushrooms. They're like watching me. They like, they know. (laughs) (laughs) And I do not, this is my advice to a new beginner. If you want, you like set setting an intention isn't just for taking the fruits. Uh, it really should be for life, but uh, but set and setting an intention for uh, the lab, man, the lab. I don't go in my lab, my pseudo lab. I don't go in my lab unless all the vad vad vibes are gone. You know, scrub all the vad vibes out and. And I have good music with good positivity to it, uh, usually some sort of reggae, and things go well. Things go real well. I bring the wrong feel in that room, man, and things start to change a little bit. And I just, <laughs> you notice that? I, I absolutely, absolutely, and 100% totally feel it with the reggae too. Like my music taste changes all the time, but I've been on the reggae for a little while now because it's just so much good vibes. You know, it just feels good. But uh, yeah, just that too. Yeah, uh, I, I try the same thing. Like if I'm in a bad mood, like it, it typically it doesn't really get to me too too much anymore. I'm 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 pretty pretty leveled out, I think, for the most part. Now that I say that, something you know, but <laughs> no, but uh, um. For the most part, pretty good. But uh, like, if I come in and I'm like in like a mood or something, like I just I don't. It doesn't even feel like it flows. It doesn't feel right. And um, even that period uh, where I was talking about where my wife was going through a tough period, and of course, you know, I I feel that too. You know, and uh, during that period, I was having a lot of issues. Like I was getting weird contamination that I had literally never seen before. Um, hadn't brought anything new into my lab, but all of a sudden there was some new different stuff. And I, I, I believe so much in, in the value of, like you said, the vibes, the energy, um, the music, the, you know, listening to good podcasts, you know, with just good messages, you know, whether it's, you know, ones like the talking about mushrooms or talking about spirituality, um, all of that. And I, I even love, um, playing music like uh my i plug in my bass guitar and got the amp in my room and everything with all my mushrooms and i sit and jam out on that and you know to, to make my own vibes that i'm i'm you know feeding them and uh you know it just it, it's something that just feels good that way like i i definitely think you know like you said with um the newbies and that like definitely like you know keep the good intention when you're doing the work too like i've found that makes a huge huge difference like you know, keep, keep your vision of what you're trying to oh, accomplish yeah. and everything. And, um, you know, I think that it goes back to like why we, they say, you know, we grow our own medicine, like, and, and that can be the food that can be the mushrooms that can be the cannabis, but it feeds off of our DNA and our energy and stuff too. And where we might be lacking, then it can pick up and give those, you know, back to us. Yeah. And it's simply, I, I mean, it's weird. I, I'll say it again. I've always said this, but it's weird. I mean, it, it blows my mind that we can grow two different things in the backyard or not necessarily in the back. I mean, we could, but I mean, basically one thing in the backyard, one thing in a, in a few bags and have like 80% of our medicine. 
<laughs> I mean, obviously, you're going to have other things you need. I have to take uh, thyroid medication, stuff like that. But I mean, right. But in general, I mean, with a with growing your own, you know most of your own food uh, and cannabis and mushrooms, you. I mean, shit, man. It's. I mean, that's most of your your health right there, <laughs> in your backyard instead of that's you know um, instead of being yeah. force fed whatever. Yeah. I think also too mushrooms has taught me uh, a valuable lesson, and that is, um, I fail. I think most people fail in the first part. Uh, you're probably lucky if you don't fail a lot in the first. And um, it, it really forced me to instead of resisting failures, it showed me how to make room for them. So now, like when I operate in life, I just know I'm going to have fails. And I make room for them. So if I need a certain outcome or I want, you know, to guide it a certain direction, I just do more of what it takes to make room, whether that's more caring, more intention, more love, whatever, more of it so that there's room for those fails, man. And it's so much nicer. Otherwise, I would have pulled my hair out. <laughs> exactly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The like you said, the idea that each failure you're learning something, you make room for it, and then yeah. you get something out of it. I mean, that's you definitely got to get comfortable with that with mushrooms. <laughs> well, I've taken up a lot of your time, sir. I would like to to replug everything, replug your website. Let us know where we can sign up, how we can sign up. Tell us about your IG or anywhere else we can connect with you. Again, you got my hundred percent full support. Jeff is awesome. And uh, quality genetics, man. I appreciate you, brother. But uh, you. plug away and let us know how we can get a hold of you. Right on. I appreciate you too. I appreciate you having me on here. Um, fungus frequency. I'll come up on both under that. Uh, on Facebook, it also comes up under Jeff Karras uh, under my name. But it'll come up if you search for the fungus frequency. And uh, on the website, just sign up with. Uh, you go to my account, create an account, whatever. There's a spot for a referral code. Just put FF1160. Um, just a way to keep track and, uh, you know, keeps it safe for everyone that way. It's, it's mainly so that um, from my website, guys, uh, what he was telling me, that way, uh, you know, just keeps it safe for everyone. All that stuff isn't searchable for all the content and everything. And, you know, so that you can keep doing it. And I've seen couple others that popped up and before I know it, their page was gone. So I was trying my best to avoid going through all the work to uh, have it disappear like that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's yeah. And, I've uh, seen that too. Yeah. And I feel bad, man, because it's, it's not easy. It's a lot of work putting in like to get like websites up and going and then to have it just, you know, gone like that's, that's, that's not a good thing. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no. Sorry. Okay. I was just gonna say, keep watching the website. Um, I'll be dropping like new genetics on there, and uh, I always post them on Facebook and Instagram too as they're coming out. So, always try to keep a constant flow of new things coming in. So, that's awesome, brother. I mean, like I said, I have full, I have full confidence in your work. I uh, and also to you know, uh, to let everybody know that you got my vote of confidence, and I hope that eases some people's minds out there uh, if they go to you. So, um. But is there anything else you want to finish with? Is there anything that you didn't get out that you'd like to get out before we go? Anything? 
I don't think so. I think we, we covered quite a bit of stuff. <laughs> um, you know, anyone who's who's interested, just start growing, start trying it. And uh, you know, whether whether it's whether it's growing mushrooms or you know trying to grow yourself, um, you know, and and just grow for this life. You know, no matter what, just, just try to do your best and don't. People shouldn't be so hard for themselves. I'll say that on themselves most people tend to be really hard on themselves and uh you know we give other people breaks all the time and we're really hard on ourselves so i think uh you know self-love is a, a big thing too and, and that transfers to the the mushrooms too for sure and whatever else you're growing you know food and anything